0: all right we are here welcome to a uh, saturday saturday july 2nd already additional evac and guys we'll do a little bit of an empire pregame. uh we'll do our annual tradition of cold calling the greatest hot dog eater in the history of the world joey chestnut and uh and and other tomfoolery and douchery including q and a of the day uh and i'm sure that tommy Gross will get his question in about three seconds so guys (laughs) How I, I was the, the the big TV debut? The big TV debut.
1: Oh, are we are we leading with this? Oh, unbelievable. Um, yes. CBS six last night. Look, you and I have been on the CW fifteen before, so yeah, you and I have done this a bunch. Shout out to everybody. I've been on a over lot it. of
0: different news channels. I mean, if we're being sad. that's right. Okay, It's kind of famous. Uh,
1: yeah, it was. It was okay. Uh, I don't know how much I should share of the story. I told you a little bit before we went live of it. Basically, uh, it went as well as I think it could. It was my first time reading off a prompter in a script and all that stuff, so uh, thank you to the team over at CBS six for having the on air debut. And I think it hopefully gets better from there. I'd give myself a solid C minus D plus. Hopefully, it gets better from
0: there. I didn't even think that was the thing. Like I thought, occasionally they might take your stuff and throw it on TV. I didn't know you were going to be rocking a stand up. So that was, you know, good for you. And and I'd love to lie to you and say I saw it, but I was out doing trivia. So um, and by doing <laughs> you know, trivia, you know, I was drinking my face off. Uh, coming in like third in trivia, so
1: if you want to offer critiques, it's live now on cbs6albany.com under the local oh. sports page on demand. So
0: I'm in, I'll go check that out. I'm excited about it. Uh, I went, I, went
1: full of Ron Burgundy by the way, Levac. The first time I read the prompter, it said video, so I just it was taped by the way. So I said, i <laughs> Herder her drafted by the Hawks. Video,
0: well, let's let's start there then. Instead of we usually start with the uh, with the Empire, but let's start there since we already kind of alluded to it. Uh, Red Velvet. Out out of Atlanta, I don't know they get that statue out in front of the uh, the arena and everything that's gonna they're gonna have to like pretend that's like Dominic Wilkins or something now just to <laughs> um, big trade for him, Sacramento if that's where he ends up but uh i I think i'm I think I'm happy for him i i I know like Atlanta's got a lot more going on than Sacramento like you know it's like a it's like a destination spot like as far as like a big city goes. But I think I'd rather live in Sacramento than than Atlanta, even though it's a little farther away. I think I'd get, send me out to a little Sacramento, a little California living. Taxes suck, sure, but at least the weather's nice. Come on.
1: A little West Coast action. I know for Shen yeah. fans, they're not probably happy that Ian Anderson and Kevin Herter are no longer in the same city. That would have been pretty cool to continue to see how long those guys are going to go back, I've been complaining about this Kevin Herter thing since October. And I already went to social media yesterday to complain about yeah. it too. Look, as great as it is that Kevin Herter is getting another year in the NBA, like we're going on to year five, which is incredibly difficult for any first round traffic or anybody ever to like get through that four year mark. And now we're heading towards year five here with Herter. Uh, I still don't feel great about how that agent handled stuff. For what we're talking about is that like right now, Kevin Herter could be a free agent. Kevin Herter could have tested the water, tested the market, see who was interested in a shooter, which shooter in 2022, everybody wants one of those, right? Everybody wants somebody who can knock down a three, which is Herder's strength. Good on defense too, underrated on defense. But Herder decided, hey, uh, I'm going to go back to the Hawks. We got to the conference finals for like just the second time in 50 years of the franchise. I was a first round pick. It's going to be me and Trey Young and somebody else they bring in. So I think my future is in Atlanta. And it's also hard for somebody to offer you $65 million and be like, Nah, All
0: right. I'm a bet on pass. me
1: <laughs> pass. I'm not really interested in your sixty five million dollars guaranteed. but he could have like he could have said no to sixty five mil, test the free agency, and then pick where he wanted to go. instead, he's now with the Sacramento Kings, who have this unbelievable stat, the longest playoff drought in the history of the NBA, the history of the league, sixteen years to haven't been to the postseason. And now he joins that franchise. so
0: but I'm seeing like I'm still seeing rumblings that he might move again like like I saw something like he would prefer to play in Phoenix or something like that um I, I guess there's two schools of thought like like the first school of thought you're 100% correct I'd rather test my my chances you know get get the most money I can get as a free agent pick where I go all that great stuff uh but I'm thinking like when you do the extension you're either one way or another you're helping the club right one way or another you are you are openly and willingly telling Atlanta, I'm going to work with you. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to take this deal. One way is, I'm going to take this deal. You're not going to have to worry about me. You can focus on other things to build around Trey and myself. Boom. The other is, they say to you, hey, look, here's here's really good money for you. We're either going to build around you or we are going to ship you, but this contract makes you very, very enticing to just about every other club in the league. So, you know, I doubt they were that open and honest with him, but his, if his agent's smart, his agent knew that was a potential thing unless they put a no trade clause in. And you don't, I mean, Herder's good, but he's not no trade clause good. So <clears throat> I, I got a feeling you're probably a little ticked off that you're traded at first, especially when you think about the negativity of, of Sacramento. But at the same time, you, you kind of like, listen. I did what I had to do. I got the cash that I never would have had before. And the, the Hawks are better now than when I found them.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that point you had about affordability for Herder because being, I guess, less expensive makes you more valuable to somebody, which sounds weird when you say that out loud, but it's totally right that, like you said, let's say he does a year for Sacramento, right? And they play, we'll just toss the Lakers out there. Hey, the Lakers get whoever they get this offseason. They're like, we need some shooters. Like, let's go get Herder from Sacramento and see if he'll come over. Let's see if trade a pick for him. Uh, you mentioned Phoenix. Hey, like, look, herder's going to be this third or fourth guy off the bench for us. But when we need some buckets, look what he did in that conference semifinals against Philly. Like, if we need a contender to knock down some shots for us, like, this is our guy. So, yeah, he might have to prepare here for the next four years to play on three different teams. <laughs> That's very possible, like you said. And it's a weird way to view it, right? Like if he got a let's say 80 million, okay. Hey, I got 80 million dollars, but nobody wants him after year three for whatever reason. Maybe like we'll say like Miami. Hey, he's just a shooter, they're paying 20 million bucks for. That's the end. Somebody saw, like, okay, this four-year contract can get you to year nine and ten rather than you calling it a career after eight, which again, it depends on sixty-five million dollars changes life perspective of what you want your Generation. goals to be for the rest of your life Generation. exactly right yep,
0: yeah yeah. Yep. but it also like i think with with a contract like that and a skill set that he has you become the enticing part of some kind con- of some trade too like if sacramento is indeed going to trade him at some point whether it be this year or next year like having a guy like that could make me eat a big money expiring contract like okay i'll give you a first round pick for you know player a who's making the max and isn't playing up to it at all but i'm gonna be able to pull him off my books in a year or two because i'm getting a guy who's paid pretty fairly and he can shoot for me like and i know he's gonna be he's gonna be that guy that like everybody goes oh he was a throw into the trade but a year later everybody's gonna be like that was the dude that was the guy who actually made a difference so it's it's tough because You have to think that people think like that. And most agents, I would assume, are thinking, no, no, 65 right now is the best amount we're going to get because I'm going to get my three, four percent of it, whatever the hell it is. And we're going to move on. If if he's got the kind of agent who's looking at him going like we were just saying, this is your best chance to be in a great spot, to be viewed as, you know, an all-star potential, you know, stuff of those natures. You you might get to start. This is going to give you the best clout moving forward and the ability to possibly end up on a better team or get another contract.
1: Yes, and hopefully it all works out for him. One other thing that's been brought up, and I feel like it's too easy of a comparison, but Capital Region sports fans have been using this comparison. Do you think this has anything to do, like, the, I guess I'll call it the negative feel around Sacramento, to do with Jim or Fredette? Because some people are like comparing Jimmer getting drafted by the Kings into not working out, saying, "Oh no, another capital to reaching guys going there." Like this is a death sentence career-wise for her. I, I think that's too easy of a comparison between those because they're not the same player.
0: I think that's something that pops into your head as you go because, yeah, Fredette's an amazing shooter and everything, but he's not. He he doesn't necessarily have that NBA build where Herder has the NBA build. Um, I think I think it's more important for a lot of us. Who were the Who were the starting five in Sacramento last year? Right,
1: <laughs> it's a little harder for people in the upstate New York to say they've been following the Kings there. exactly
0: you know, when they were good. We yeah. all knew who they were, you know what I mean. But they just they've been pretty much irrelevant. So I think it starts with you know shit. Our guys getting sent to purgatory, and and then it gets into the oh and, that's what, and the Jimmer. That's what happened to Jimmer too, like stuff like that. But I think if If he actually gets to play for them and this is like if I was going to if I was going to do a reboot and try to build a very good uh, potentially contending team, that's the kind of guy I'm looking for. Like I I need I can find guys who think they belong on the court every minute of every game and, and should have the ball in their hand every play to find a guy like Herter who, like you said, is underrated at defense, can knock down shots. He is has the ability to get open, you know, not, not as wide open as as like Trey or Staff or any of those guys. Can get himself open for a shot, and isn't going to isn't going to say anything. Isn't going to be the guy who goes, "Why am I not getting more shots? I need that guy. I need to find that guy. That's how that's how I get from from point A to point B and become a contender. And also, he's a real easy sell on the trade market. I I think like because I, I might I I don't know if he's gonna if it's gonna be the case. I could I could definitely see him being one of those guys who it's like hey don't don't unpack yet this year you know, like you you might you might move a couple times this year.
1: Well, if you're going to a game out in the West Coast or Madison Square Garden or the Barclays Center, wherever the Kings are playing, don't forget you can buy those tickets on SeatGeek.com hey, with hey. the promo code G O Z. If you're looking to go to an NBA game this season and watch Kevin Herter play, you can buy your tickets with SeatGeek.com and. With that first purchase over $50, you get $20 off your order just by typing in the promo code GOZ, G-O-Z. Buy your tickets this upcoming summer and fall. If you're going to a concert at SPAC, uh, the Anthony Theater up in Central New York, the Aud in Utica, wherever you're looking across upstate New York, you want to go to a game, you want to go to a show, whatever it might be, you get $20 off that order with your first purchase over $50 when you use the promo code GOZ, G-O-Z at seatgeek.com,
0: seatgeek.com 20 bucks. I mean, that's a beer or two, yeah. Of places, you know, that's that's a, that's a good time right there. Actually, I was, um, I was kind of talking to this before, but I'm still, I want to steal the case race. I know the case, I know that Barstool didn't invent the case race, <laughs> but you know, I'm a big Shane Gillis fan. He might be my favorite comedian out there right now because he's been canceled, so he can say whatever the F he wants. Like, I'm already back from a zombie. What are you gonna do? Shoot me? You better hit the head, but not miss um it was shane gillis on it and it i watched i watched like an hour of it i almost started playing the at-home version while they were doing it so like at some point godzilla media we gotta do a we gotta do a case race i don't no. know partner in a case because like it's not fair i i feel like i win no matter who's my partner but if you're my partner it's really not fair i think you and i would i because like, i drink way faster than you but you can handle your your beer I think we would we would not only annihilate everybody on a race to to twenty four, we would still be functioning at the end of it, and I don't know if a lot of our team would.
1: I would say my case race skills are exactly what you just described. Like at no point during the case race am I going to be the leader. If anything, like I might be like at the back of the pack, and then like as you know, the third and fourth quarter hit, you kind of start looking around like people's pace is falling off a little bit, and all of a sudden mine's like you know guys is staying steady he's working his way back into that leaderboard all right he's
0: good all right big fella something's pain
1: that would be my skill set that's how you're that.
0: you a stalker
1: that's exactly right just kind of um, sitting back you, a little have bit
0: have you seen the way barstool does it and it's so funny because remember when we were on the radio i hated barstool i hate i didn't really hate i didn't hate barstool per se i hated stoolies. yeah i thought stoolies were just obnoxious but i've always been a big cat fan i've always thought big cat does it right like he has fun he knows all the stuff um they do it's a team of two for the case uh the rules are like they don't want you You can't see what kind of beer they're pouring it's obviously Coors Light they see it all the time um and you have to maintain conversation like you can't stop and just chug beer you have to like if a conversation is presented you got to be a part of it and and as you go and if like and if they're like time out for pee breaks and everybody has to stop it's it's they do it they do a really like I legitimately just want to steal their format for the most part. Like, and I'll give them credit. Like, I don't, like, I hate stealing ideas. I, I, I like to believe I have enough original ideas of my own. But I just, I think, like, if we did all of Godzilla Media, right? So, you, me, and then all those other guys who I don't know. Um, I just, I can't see, like like, it almost, we'd almost have to do teams out of a hat. Because again, if it's you and I and we're knocking back, so technically you do 12, I do 12, you know that by the time you got through seven or eight, I'm already into yours. (laughs) So, and if it's Coors Light, I'm just gonna be hydrated at the end. Like, I'm in. Like, I I think actually, I want to say, like, do people wanna see a Godzilla media case race? Is what we need. We need need comments on this. All right. Do you wanna see a Godzilla media case race?
1: I will I will send that across the social media platforms once this ends for the on demand audience of whether or not they want I'm gonna tag Trav and Rigney because they did a uh beer Olympics last summer. So oh, they those yeah, guys I've might have some
0: I've done a beer Olympics. I've never yeah. done a case a case race.
1: The other thing I'll say about the case race is and I, I'm going right into a, one of the other great people who sponsored this show. I want to make sure that gets protected because of our insurance over at Northeastern Insurance, thanks to Jared Lozier.
0: He's gonna want to be in it.
1: That's right. 518-956-3753. If you've never texted Jared or emailed him, this is your moment on a Saturday. Just write case race question mark. You need to clear that for us, Jared he's Lozier. Like, he's like,
0: how'd they know what I was doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Email Jared, J-A-R-E-D-L at anymail.com. If you've never reached out to Jared and you listen to this podcast, this is finally your moment. Ask him case race question mark. LeVac and Goss want to do a case race. Can you clear this and make sure it's insured so Goss doesn't get sued when someone pukes and gets sick? Jared Lewis (laughs) here can help you as well. Puking. With your insurance policies this summer. If you're looking for that summer vacation, he can help you save money on your car, your home, your small business, your insurance policies. Or if you're having a case race and you're curious of whether or not you can actually do it, jared can answer that question for you five one eight
0: scared of this
1: nine five six three seven five three i'm not scared of it j-a-r-e-d-l at any mail.com i'm just making sure i'm protected that's what jared lozier does for gaza La media and northeastern
0: insurance i think you're scared i think you're afraid i, I know some scared.
1: of the people on gaza La media and i would say um size wise them here's here's what i'd say and you've seen this hundred times See, some people have it what happens is like people will go out with you and I and especially you who might be younger, smaller, and they're like, "Oh, I can hang with Lavac. Like, I'll just, you know, I'll drink with the boys." Like, and then I watch them get just obliterated. And I'm like, "Okay. Like, it, you don't have to impress us, man." No, now, worst, in this the case worst, they would want to impress you and they get blasted.
0: The worst is the worst is when it's Boston Dan and I and we're both we both have our drinking shoes on. Yes. People yeah, people do get laid up on that. It's, it's "Don't a, run that race." But would you like? Would you tell them not to play horse with Jordan? I mean, like you, you, there's a. This is their their chance to shine. You know what we do? We get a hold harmless written up real quick. Everybody signs. You don't have to do it. Nobody has to be in it. But I think they'd all want to be in it. Again, you said the uh, was it Spaz and Fig Nuts? What the hell's that other show? Trav and Rigney. Oh yeah, 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 that one. You said they already did a beer Olympics and didn't invite us. So why? Like, I don't. I don't think it's. I think it would be great.
1: I do too. We got to find a location. We got to find a spot. Yes, I'm for it. I'm for worry.
0: it. See, here's the, this is the other problem that you have. There's two things that we really need: a beer sponsor because that would be cool. Then we don't have to hide the cans. And transportation. As long yeah. as we have those two things, hell, we can do it in my yard. I don't care. Okay. People have thrown up in my yard before. They'll throw up my yard again.
1: And <laughs> I we have, have a live feed. And we just need somebody to rock the camera. Oh, no. That's right.
0: Yeah, so I, I like. I just think it'll be fun. It was. You always, you always want me to interact with these fools more. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. You know, you know Ryan's watching. Ryan's always watching. He's got nothing to do but watch. He's not. He's not brushing his hair.
1: All right. So what's how about we do this? Once we figure out what the Empire schedule looks like for the rest of the summer, potentially into the fall, we will figure out a case race date. It doesn't. Once the Empire season wraps, which might not be until September.
0: And I'm I'm gonna like so I go on vacation August 23rd to the 29th. I'm going down to Florida, to hang out with my nephew and, and his wife. And one of those days, I've told them, I'm drinking around the world at Epcot. So that'll be my training. I'll show you guys like I'll do, we'll get the Rocky montage going. We'll video a bunch of stuff from there. You can put the 80s music behind it. And like, <laughs> like I almost feel like it should be you and me versus them. I I just I just think it would be hysterical how bad I would whoop the hell out of them. Because <laughs> again, you. You're a sponge. You can you can go. Like I've only seen you really, really shit faced maybe three times. <laughs> maybe. And one of them was in, in Miami, and it was right before your son was born. And you were you were dealing with that whole like mental block of like, <laughs> once I have a child, I'll never be allowed to have fun again. <laughs> and you went after it. And I went back to the room, went to sleep, and like had to drag you out of, of, of the bushes because you couldn't figure <laughs> out the code to get back into the to the Airbnb. <sighs> And then oh, you just mate. fall asleep soaking wet in the middle of the floor with your pants, like, around your <laughs> knees. <laughs> like, it took every bit of bro code I had not to do pictures and send them oh, like, on the internet. Every so bit of bro code true. I had. But, yeah, that was – and you lost your glasses. That Like, Everything, for, Like dude. nine times oh. out of ten, Goss will go. He'll, you know, a couple beers here. He knows his limits. He has a great time. He'll get after it a little bit. Wife will pick him up. Everything's good. If we did this, I I don't even think I would feel it. If we ripped through a twelve pack of light beer, I'd be like, what's, uh, uh, "Round two, let's go! Come on, come on, let's do it!" All right, eat,
1: I'll, um, I'll make it happen.
0: I'm ready. All right how uh, many How
1: many beers do you think you could have ripped from Albany to San Antonio?
0: The um, you well, you know my flight my flight prep. That's right. Um, the guys, the guys from the Empire have have learned it now from the early part of the season where I was where I had to go to everything. Now it doesn't it's just cost wise and and getting things done. It doesn't make sense for me to travel to some of these games, but um, I'll go through for an average flight. I'll probably go through what four shots of JMO and two shots of Bailey's in a coffee, <laughs> or two. Um, and then if we're at a layover and it's over an hour, that's what three, three, four beers right there in an hour. Oh, that's
1: what it was. Thank you. I was, yeah. we, we we're talking about this before the show. That's on the list of top five beers. Airport beer. That's mm. all. That's on the list. That might be number one. It's, uh, free beers. One lawn mowing work, and then like the airport beers. Two and three. Uh, I bring that up because we don't know mount, some local teams. What's mount, up?
0: Don't Mount Rushmore.
1: Beers. No, no, no. I won't. Not on a Saturday morning. I couldn't do that to you. Uh, I hate doing this every time, but just because the patroons had some travel issues, what's yeah. going on with the San Antonio thing, and especially July Fourth weekend? Like everybody's en route to Texas.
0: Like, oh, they're there. They okay. just didn't get there till late last night. They um another delay. You know, we had a we had a changeover in Chicago, and um, both flights delayed from Albany to Chicago, Chicago to San Antonio. I, the guys didn't get in till like two three o'clock in the morning. So they're pro- hopefully they're still hopefully they got up, ate breakfast, and went back to bed for a little bit. Um. Uh, There has there has not been clean travel since the Florida trips, and even our Florida trips, you know, they were still you there was a little nerve wracking, and the Florida teams coming up here haven't had the best luck either. So um, there's it's you know it's just a joke, really, to be honest with you. If we don't have Yankee trails drive us directly to wherever we're going, which the only one that even that's even conceivable is Carolina, um, we don't. We, there's, there's Even when the Yankee Trails drives us too, like they brand new bus, it'll freaking break. So we're just—I'm convinced we're cursed this year, and uh, everything I do goes wrong. So yeah, so the guys got delayed flying to San Antonio last that, night.
1: No, that's out of your control. Like that's across the country, there's pilot shortages and other stuff. So some of that is definitely out of your control. I, I, know bought, I, sage. I bought
0: sage. I bought. I burned sage in the office. I have sage here too. I'm gonna burn it at my house today. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You want me to go get it? I've got. No, sage. I don't. I definitely I don't. It. It's like yeah, right I over do. there. I'll go get it. <laughs> Uh,
1: I have a yeah, question. Rex, I, I dropped. Hello, Rex. I dropped the ball on Tuesday. I should have asked this, and I've been kicking myself since. I'm going to do it now, though. Uh, when Nick Hague and Brandon Sease were indefinitely suspended between Tuesday and now. Are you allowed to appeal a suspension? Like, is there a chance they're actually gonna play now if they go through an appeal process? I should have asked that Tuesday. Um, now a few hours before kickoff. It's probably a move point it's a, now. It's
0: not, it, yeah, it's not like an it's not like an NFL appeal, like like Coach Manas and uh and you know my quarter were on the phone with the commissioner looking for looking for clarification, looking for leeway. Um the, the bottom line is you get kicked out of a game, you're gonna get suspended. So when both of them get kicked out of the game for two personals. Um, and again, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to go too crazy on it. Cause like, I, I think there's a, I think there's a, a designed narrative out there right now that we're dirty. Like, I think there's, I think there are, there are people behind the scenes. I don't know if they were for other teams. I don't know if there's a fan. I know the fan, there's like one fan base that really hates us that are trying to say we're dirty players. And they were like, like they, it started after the Columbus game where we were getting the hits, you know, but I, so I think that, like something like this, where two of our guys lost their temper after a lot of of chiding and, and ribbing and goading, um, I think is something that they want. They want. They want to feed that narrative that we're dirty because we're not dirty. We're a very clean team as far as like on on the field play goes and hygiene. Um, but it's one of the things about being a clean team is when your guys do something they shouldn't do, you you accept it. You know, you accept you accept the consequences. Um, I think Higgs, you, you could argue, you know, sticks and stones, you know what I mean, like kind of thing. He 100% was was yelling at at the refs, and with the abuse the refs have taken this year, some people would say some of it was warranted, it wasn't, some say it wasn't. Uh, they're not going to take any crap. So he got, he got his two personals, he got booted. He didn't even realize he got booted. Like that—that's the worst part of that—is they booted him, and he didn't even see it. He was trying to get back in the game. They're like, "No, get out of here! Get out of here! You know, you're not—you don't get to play now. Get out of here!" But um, and then with with Cisse, he's not complaining. Like he knows he he got a little out of line. He got—he let the—he let the moment get to him, and uh, and and that's that. His Brandon Cisse's biggest biggest issue right now is is the field going to be down at the MVP arena the entire week because he wants to make sure he gets his work in while we're on a bye week. And um, you know, so we're working with him to see where we can put him. We got a great relationship with Best Fitness, so he'll he'll be able to throw weights around no problem. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, you it's hard it's hard to appeal ejection suspensions because then you got to admit that they shouldn't have been ejected. And that's just Maybe. not easy.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I I get where we went through with that. I'm shout to CSA, man, having that type of mentality and mindset. That's why he's a leader on that team, having that type of feel towards that and having all those things happen. And to that point you mentioned about across the league, people thinking all but he's dirty, it feels more about just aggressive, right? Like indoor football in particular, there's this narrative around indoor football that it's more flash than more uh, finesse than like big hits. So the Albany empire defense hits people and like they're aggressive. So it's like the fan bases of certain teams like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. we didn't sign up for defensive hits. We wanted touchdowns. Why are these guys hitting these guys so hard? So I feel like some indoor fans don't give the empire defense credit for how much they actually want to get contact on defense.
0: And I also think it was like, it's one of those ones where like you do something and then instead of just going, Oh, we shouldn't have done that. You go, yeah, but you too because it started after the hit mark took when our fan base said you that's and look the, the guy who hit mark got suspended. you know what I mean so it's like you, you it was called a dirty hit and it was ruled upon as a dirty hit and then when our fan base went crazy over it because everybody loves Roscoe Mark's like one of the one of the best guys in the league, not just his ability to kick deuces and stuff but just as a good good human being. I felt like that fan. A couple of fan bases were like, "If we're dirty, you're dirty." Like there was a game where where one of our players, and I'm going to keep it as vague as I can, just to be safe. The opposing team's player ripped his helmet off and threw it into the stands. And the dude who got hit emailed me saying that he was going to take action because my player hit him in the face with his helmet. Whatever. So I sent him the video back and said, "It's this player." Help yourself, and obviously didn't hear about it after that. But it's just like like there's there's a, you can't you can't really fault a lot of the things we do. Um, we 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 hold ourselves to a very high standard. You know we're you got to beat us up a little bit when we lost three straight. You know, and now I think because you can't there's a lot of things you can't say bad about Albany. We're dropping banners. We're having fun. Oh you oh, dirty like that, they're throwing that out there because they know that'll bother us.
1: A lot's changed too over like the last month because when you and I were at the watch party, which I cannot believe that's almost a month ago now when Albany had played San Antonio the last time we had a great empire fan base that was there cheered on the team. But unfortunately San Antonio was struggling so much. That was a huge upset. It seemed a few weeks ago, things have changed. San Antonio has got a lot better. Albany's loss to the gunslinger sparked the change in the franchise. So it doesn't, you know what I mean by this? Like, the perception of what that loss was a month ago does not feel the same way as it does in this first weekend series in July where it's like, okay, like San Antonio is a contender. Now they went from a rebuild to there's a path for them to get into the playoffs now.
0: Well, they haven't lost right. since that. So 3-0. Um, you know, Jay rich said it as a coach and he said it again as a player, We we started their winning streak. Now we have to end it. That's, that's why, that's why you go to San Antonio is to get that, to get that, that monkey off your back and and get that W Um, there is not a team that's out of it right now. I would say after last night with how close Orlando came to winning and then just still still came up short Orlando feels with, with no home games left. They feel like they could be in trouble. Um, San Antonio, if they lose to us today, I think they're obviously in trouble, but aside from that, either one of them could still win out and and be in the mix for that fourth spot. Like there's no with with Jonathan Bain being hurt, there's no clear cut one, two, three, or four. It's you can make an argument for just about every team left that there's a there's a path.
1: I want that home playoff game so bad. I want it so bad for that July weekend.
0: Yeah July 30th would be would be the first round of the playoffs. Um obviously that's what you want. You gotta have that. The championship game can't even think about it right now because you lost four games. Um, but you went out. There's a decent chance you could you could still grab it. So, and I, I'm very you. It's it's almost like payback for all those years that you and I like, especially when it came to like um, college football playoffs and 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 the the brackets. Like, I want chaos. I want chaos with the winning percentage factoring in this year because of the additional games that Carolina and Jacksonville are playing. I just I have a sneaky suspicion that percentage points are going to dictate who gets home playoff games. I really, really do. Oh, God. I do. You know, like, do I what? know you
1: mentioned that. I know you mentioned that earlier in in June, and I like I, I get that perception, and it's just going to let me. I'm going to join the Empire fans who might complain about that because it's a, look the league did everything they can. Well, in it, it the might
0: Empire, you never know.
1: That's true. That's true. Uh, here's what I don't want to have happen. I don't want to have happen that we hit that final weekend. In July, in the Empire, look, Let's say they beat San Antonio, and they're playing great post bye week. And yeah. you know what? I, just, I like how this happens sometimes. When we talk this out loud. As long as the Empire are controlling their own destiny, then they can look at themselves and say, you know what? We've got two home games to close out the season. We can punch our ticket for the home playoff game. It starts with with San Antonio today to put themselves in that position. But maybe that's all you can ask for. Hey, it's up to us now. Put it on our shoulders. If we're going to be the two seed, hell, if we catch Carolina, that'd be great. Right. But it's on us now. We got three games to go. We can get that home field playoff. Everything else is behind us. If we beat those teams that could be potentially catching us, that's on us. So yeah, that's I mean, we for if we went
0: out. We're guaranteed no less than a second. You know. So, but again, that's just it. The, the way the schedule came together this year, just it, it's almost like you're challenging fate to have to have controversy at some point. You know, it's almost like it's almost like like it's like you know what. Do your worst. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, really? <laughs> okay, I will." <laughs> yeah. So I, I we'll see. We'll see how it ends. But I, um, I just can't. I can't help but, can't help but worry a little bit, just a little bit, about it. But uh, big game tonight, obviously. Uh, YouTube, uh, eight o'clock locally, because it's seven o'clock in San Antonio. They're kicking off. Improved San Antonio team, uh, Empire team. That's that's you know. It's second place, and, and the guys feel like they have their backs against the wall. So, should be interesting. I, I think you saw Sam Castronova's hands-down best game as a pro last week, and the guys know there's a bye week up ahead. So, don't be shocked if guys like Calvin Fans and everybody just leave it all out there on the field, all of it, just knowing they got two weeks to heal.
1: You mentioned the bye week. There, are two awesome things going on next week. One, if you're an Empire fan and you want to take a vacation maybe the best way to do it's with a new vehicle at mohawk honda oh, hop over to mohawk honda. look at that right glenville new york is your spot this weekend i know it's july 4th weekend but maybe very it's time gas to make mileage it a point.
0: friendly vehicles over there at mohawk
1: look at that levac knows he knows from the mohawk family getting a great ride is so important when you're enjoying vacation and upgrade before you take that vacation so when if you're taking that road trip you don't have to worry about those things like breaking down and gas mileage and what it just get a new vehicle and how about this they want to buy your vehicle. If you're oh, if you own your vehicle right now and you bought it a few years ago, you might be able to trade back your vehicle for the same price you bought it for. This summer is wild with the supply chain still in a weird spot, and the 2023 is on the way. Here's the best time you can do it. Stop over to Mohawk Honda, trade in your vehicle, walk off with money in your pocket and a new vehicle. We know from experience, both our rides from Mohawk, love my pilot, even when somebody else is driving it, that's okay. Mohawk Honda wants to help you get a new ride this summer. Stop in, say what's up to Greg Johnson, Lindsay Herdon, Cam McKenna, Brian McKenna, John Lucas. All those great people are helping you find a vehicle. The VIP man, else, man, everybody over there does an awesome job. Glenville, New York is your spot. Wherever you're listening to this, trust us. It is worth the drive for a weekend to get a new ride and the vehicle that you want. It's Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you.
0: Ah, uh, They do. They do. They go out of their way.
1: Did you tease a college football story? Did I hear that in between um, a little bit of the Albany Empire talk you were talking about?
0: Uh, I—I well, I mean, I didn't intentionally, but uh, I mean, I'm not afraid to get into it. I—I I, these these jumping like conferences. It, it's so weird. It's just so weird. Like, so the Big Ten's going to add two more. Is that is that the latest?
1: You're a Big Ten football fan. Are you ready for that noon game on a Saturday when UCLA takes on Maryland? Are you ready for that new rivalry of USC Rutgers on a November Saturday?
0: Yeah, n- no, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not. I, I here. here's, the, so there's going to be 16 teams in the Big Ten?
1: Yeah, 16 in the Big Ten. Uh, there, there's two. You books. know, what, when it
0: was 14, I always wanted to, I was like, dude, tell me which four aren't big. Like, like now there should be six that just get should be like relegation in, in soccer like there's the big 10 and then we got our bitches the, the 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 bitch six should be over here on the side
1: send them down to the mac you want some action that's it you're playing know, on a tuesday
0: you have the not so big 10 you know and, and it's like all right win a couple games and we'll let you into the big 10 again but when we do the promos for the big 10 you're not in
1: the big 10 and the small six
0: yeah <laughs> i like the bitch six the best but
1: I don't know how the TV markets will like that.
0: (laughs) That's their problem. All
1: right, so there's two big things about this story. One, uh, Yahoo Sports had this article, and this is probably through the history of college football it's going to get talked about more and more. So back in February, March, remember there was talk about the college football playoff expanding? Yeah. Uh, All the conferences sat down. It seemed to be a done deal that they were going to go 12 teams. But what happened is conferences like the Pac-12, the ACC, I think it's the Big 12 as well. But definitely the ACC and the Pac-12 were bitching that like, hey, Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC. This is unfair. Why would we expand the playoff if the SEC is going to get like four teams? Like, no, we're not helping out the SEC. Like, this makes no sense. So, no, we're going to keep it. We're going to hope teams like USC and Clemson or Florida State or whoever go undefeated and we'll go beat you guys. Like, that was the mindset of the league. Like, okay. So the SEC and Big Ten are like, oh, that's what you guys want to do, huh? You don't want to expand the playoff? All right, we got a better idea. We're going to expand our league, and we'll see if you guys are even going to be allowed in the playoff because we're so much better than you guys now. You better not lose a single game the entire season, or else we're going to dump. So I wonder if the ACC and Pac-12 are going to look back and be like, ooh, should have taken that deal for the expanded playoff. They're just taking our teams now. That's one part of it. And the second part of it, go ahead. What are
0: you offering, too? Like, obviously, you're not offering anything. Because like there's no way in God's Green Earth you want to play all your games on the other coast. You know what I mean? Like like if you're the if you're California teams, if you're West Coast teams, you'd rather play local if you can. Easier travel, cheaper travel, you know, less travel. And now you're gonna you're gonna something must have been ponied up to go get your ass whooped by Michigan and Ohio State, Michigan State every year. Something must have been ponied up.
1: I would say the ponied up is the contract from Fox and ESPN. My guess is that Fox and ESPN look at college football and they say, okay, from like a television standpoint, what is the best investment we can do for a television station? Live programming because the world's changed. Like live sports is the best. It is like the NFL. And if it's not the NFL, it's college football. You get all these different markets and everything else. So that's the other second awkward part about this. Like watching people, not so much Paul Feinbaum, but like ESPN people being like, can you believe this has happened? That the Big Ten has expanded. It's like right. you guys did that. What? what are you, like you guys did? You guys only SEC. Like you guys. That's like uh I can't remember the doctor's name in, in Frankenstein, right? Like,
0: well, doc, it's like actually his name. He's Frankenstein.
1: Wait a second. I thought the green Doctor. guy was Frankenstein.
0: Oh, no, that's Frankenstein's monster. Oh man, Doctor that's a Frank- trivia One I should have known. Doctor Frankenstein. All <laughs> right, this one. Be- the monster doesn't even have a name, really. Okay,
1: so Doctor Man, that is confusing. Uh, so Doctor Frankenstein creates the monster, and he looks around and is like, "Man, can you believe how crazy that monster is right now?" Like, <laughs> "No, you made it. Like you, Doctor Frankenstein, made the monster." Same thing right. with Fox. Like, so Fox is competing with ESPN. Fox is the reason Big Ten's expanding, so they get more games, more programming, more commercials. And Fox is looking around like is like, "Wow, can you believe the USC Trojan? You guys did it!" Like you're just like stared at a crime scene like oh my god who would have done this yeah that's the problem the, the the uh the hypocrisy of the whole thing when it's analyzed by those networks
0: but you know you know damn well the talent's got nothing to do with it though right you know the talent the talent's it's sitting right. there like like colin cowherd's looking out going this is crazy i can't believe this stuff's going on i was like but you're fox sports and he's like yeah like that's like saying that you know the car salesman over at Mohawk Honda got to decide what kind of seats they were going to put in the Civic. You know, it doesn't it doesn't exactly work that way. You know, you, here here go sell or don't sell this, Colin. But like I I I'm a fan of it because I think it's breaking down to a couple super conferences, and that's what it's going to be. And I think that'll be better for the name image and likeness and all those other things because I think the the money will 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 filter through those big ones. But like it, I just mentally can't get over a team like a conference being called a number and then having a different number like if you're the big 10 you 10 effing teams you should change your name to the big 16 now that's what you should be that's all there is to it that's it Plus,
1: right just change the logo take two seconds we'll be fine
0: well Uh, when they added added penn state the big 10 logo that was the 11th team the big 10 logo if you looked in the way everything was it was a number 11 so, like, now that you're up to 16, you're going you're gonna to redo it again?
1: <laughs> uh, here's the other story that's out there. So, if the Big Ten and the SEC are going to dominate, the rumor now is, like, we're on the way to two conferences. Like, we always hear these rumors, like, you know, the NCAA is going to just dissolve at one point, and then, like, it's always going to be five. Like, we've heard the rumor of what is the future for, a, like, probably 20 years now. Uh, if it ends up being two conferences, maybe it goes back to what you just said. I think it was Mark Titus who does some stuff for the ringer and everything else, even though he's a basketball guy. It was like, what if it is just the Big Ten and the SEC and they do exactly what you just said? Like, we've got 50 teams at each conference. All right, this is now the Pac-12 division. It's Oregon, Oregon State, UCLA, USC. Uh, the SEC is all the teams in the South. The uh, oh, We're going to call it the Big 12 division. Here's all the Texas teams. That's kind of cool. Like, you know, like you, you, get, right. you get the robberies to come back. They're getting a ton of money sorry for the mountain west and the mac or whatever's left of the acc you guys had your chance to do it but oh well i i, I guess i don't care if it's too big conferences as long as i'm in the teams like right. i'm not going to complain on a saturday if i get like usc michigan like oh it's a conference game
0: yeah like i'm gonna watch it's gonna be awesome right It's like yeah as long as good teams are playing good teams it's, it's fun but there is something weird about it like because you always the, the power five what's that now the power two like I mean, that's that's all there is right there's not yeah there's not five big conferences anymore. Because nope. the Pac twelve is, is, is crap now.
1: The Pac-Twelve is dead. The Pac 12 made so many dumb mistakes. Like one of the big mistakes was that the Pac-12, uh, first of all, like they don't have a following that people besides USC and UCLA, like they just aren't into sports as much as East Coast people. So like their ratings aren't as good, their money going in. They it's made the Pac-12 not- network, nobody watched. Yeah, like they made tons of mistakes. They had one story that the legendary COVID story is. Uh, The Pac-12 wasn't doing well in the COVID year, and they thought that was the year they're going to get to the playoff. And the commissioner started going in the replay room and started changing calls during games.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Go find that. art. It's a Washington State game. It's unreal. So, yeah, that conference has been a mess for a long time. Uh, And the ACC blew it. The ACC just got too arrogant. They're like, no, no, no. We're we're fine. (laughs) Nope.
0: Well, I don't know. I watched the Q's game the other day. It wasn't the orange game. It wasn't bad. Orange versus blue. She has some talent in Q's. Yeah.
1: It'd be nice if that, Yeah, the AD had a weird comment today. She, uh, he's like Dino Babers, not on the hot seat. Dude, he's Great. had one winning season in six years. I get you're not going to say before the season he's on the hot seat, but Syracuse fans were not happy about, like, no, no, no. Everything's fine in Syracuse. Four and eight's on the way. Like, people were well, the best part is know, somebody,
0: somebody went, like, how was the travel today? He's like, listen, Dino Babers is not in the hot seat. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you were ready for that one. A wild heck, huh? You
1: get that out there.
0: <laughs> so, to be clear, he's not on the hot seat. Wait, are you? is that your way of saying he is on the hot seat? Because we didn't ask you that, dude. Like, what are you doing? Um. I don't know. I'm just ready for. I'm ready for football,
1: dude. Yes, me too, to man. To Think about this. This is the last month until last last month until March. We're not gonna have football.
0: Well, I mean, it, outdoor football. I mean, let's you know, let's be very clear.
1: Oh, you set me. You set me up for that. I, I was I was agreeing with you, and I got set up for that.
0: <laughs> Tonight, eight o'clock. Your Albany Empire take on the San Antonio Gunslingers. Gunslingers.
1: And then it's uh, a bye week. You and I will be at the Hideaway next week, Leveque, bright and early for the Wide World of Sports Golf here. Tournament. It's going to be so much fun. Check out the Hideaway on Facebook. Saratoga Lake Golf Club will be doing that event. Shout out to Chad, Trout, everybody, Mac over there. It's going to be an awesome event. Come join us Sunday, July 10th in the morning for the Wide World of Sports Competition. You're with a foursome, and I'm hanging out on the hockey hole again. Yeah, really I'm, I'm, plan.
0: I'm golfing with the uh, Empire slash Tech East to foursome. It's me, uh, Mike Corda. I think Matt Woods, the cool Matt Woods. And uh, probably Ryan Huleb, our uh, our director of corporate sponsorships, will be out there because those three have won. They won the Labatt tournament uh, before. I won the long drive in that one. So we think that pairing together will probably just run away with the uh, with the wide world of sports, uh, you know, tournament over it. Have,
1: have you have you checked with Chad because I know sometimes over the last few tournaments, there's always been a different name in your golf cart. So I wonder if you have to like, hey, here's my foursome because it feels like it's like. Who's gonna be in the golf cart with LeVac at this golf tournament?
0: <laughs> I think well I, I'm assuming he just he just put Empire on him. Oh okay. I'll too, double check so, him. Yeah, because uh, I and look, I don't care. I mean the the uh, the Lebat one that we did, it was everything was it was me, Boston, Dan and one, and then it was Tech East one, tech east two <laughs> <of> the, other, <laughs> the other cards. Uh, the the Capital Region one we just did. Um, it was like it was me and Dan, and Dan didn't go. so it was actually Caroline, my uh, my director of game day Ops and social media she she golfed with me, and then it was um, I don't think it was I don't know if it was Mike's name or Matts I don't even know whose names were in the rest of them. so it's just yeah, they 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 juggle the names. That's what they do. you know, they set it up the best they can. What do you want? that's that's me. I'm all right. Some of the t- some of the times the way I play golf, I'd rather they didn't know I was out there. I'd rather it wasn't my name.
1: It was <laughs> so, all the same to everybody Guys, no, no, yeah. that was guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, so I, like, I just bought new clubs too, so it's like I'm, I, you, I should be playing better. Not yet. has not happened yet. So, but uh, but we roll on. We continue. We, we we venture forward. I can't believe you didn't bring up this tonight's UFC card.
1: Uh Israel Adesanya on it, right?
0: Yeah, he's. I think Canada's style stylebender. I think Cannoneer is going to wax him. Ooh, really? I do. I just think Cannoneer. Like, I think I, I think Anasani is just. I think he crossed the level from confident to cocky. I think it happened finally, and I don't think he is the. Uh, I don't. Th- I think he's. I think he's primed for a plus three sixty upset, if you were willing to wager on that. Just saying, yeah, I was just talking, I'm going to actually watch that over at uh, Mike Cordo's house. The uh, from Techie. Oh, nice. Iron Water Restoration, your best way back to normal. Check us out online, tefirewater.com. Water, fire, mold. We got you.
1: I guess the thing with me and Adasanya was it felt like he was going to be, oh, I cannot believe I'm doing this comparison, the next John Jones. And you know what I mean by that? Like, Black interesting,
0: is that what you're trying to say?
1: No, that's not That's not what I'm No, I'm saying a long, lean fighter whose style is hard to compare to everybody else's. It's the way I was going to go with that. But he. <laughs> I don't know if he's the, like the biggest superstar in the UFC. I don't think he is. I don't know. I mean, no, I, I think like he was trying to be. be
0: and I think yeah. he's trying to be, which makes him kind of awkward. Um I I think he's he's like he's really good, don't get me wrong. But he like he goes up in weight, he gets he gets he gets uh he loses. I keep wanting to say he gets smacked around, but he, he did lose. And then um he just doesn't I don't know. can looks like he's ready for business. Is what is kind of where I'm at on this one. I almost feel like like is like I can take this guy, no problem. Candidate's over here going, sure you can, buddy. Sure you can. You're gonna eat you're gonna eat some rights. It's gonna happen. And then um Holloway looked weird versus Volkanovsky. That's gonna be a that, that's that's one of those ones where every time they fought, there's been some form of controversy on who who really won. So them fighting again. It's a stacked card. Cowboy Cerrone's on it. It's gonna be fun.
1: That Holloway fight, as you mentioned, that's the third time those guys are fighting, as you said, like some weird decision finishes. Holloway's been talking about how he's going to finish it. Like, this is going to be a knockout. He's not letting it go to the car. He hasn't finished the fight in four years. Like, by finish, I mean like a KO or a choke, right. you know, like whatever. Like, right. that's just not his style. He doesn't finish people. Now, I don't know if he's just doing that for the classic hype up for the fight and everything else, but I would like to see a finish in that fight. Hell, I, Like, those, are, those types of rivalries we're talking about there, are the types of robberies where this will never happen? Get rid of the rounds. You know what? Somebody needs to actually like get knocked out or choked out. This is like a last man standing match when you fight for a third time and don't want to go to the car. That will never ever happen again. But that's my mindset. Like, give me something that I actually know who the hell is the best fighter between these two.
0: Yeah, and it, it was funny even during the press conference. Like, Holloway's just yapping. Volkanovski just laughing at him. And Holloway said he's like, know, he's listen, I'm known, I'm known as the guy who can take the most damage, and he doesn't give damage. And it's like, wait, so you're a punching bag, and that's why you're gonna win this fight. Like, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't know. I, I've always liked Holloway. I've always liked I've always liked watching him when he's when he's on his game. You know, he's long, he's athletic, he can do he can do some stuff, but it hasn't to your point, it hasn't felt like he's been on his game in a while, like years. No. So and Volkanowski's kind of guy who's just gonna stay around and frustrate you until you make a mistake.
1: And this weekend is one of the most important weekends for the UFC because it's a Vegas weekend. It's that early July weekend. Uh, it's the Hall of Fame weekend, too. I'm not sure if you saw one of the clips that went viral this past, like, the last 24 hours. Daniel Cormier goes into the Hall of Fame, and during the Hall of Fame speech, he admitted that he did push on that towel. Ah. Yes, he admitted yeah. it. And people were, him. Saunders immediately goes to Twitter. He's like, if you're going to cheat, at least stick a needle in your arm and don't be a
0: coward. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Chael Sonnen is broken Chael Sonnen, yes he is like yeah. that's like cte on top of already being a nut job like Chael Sonnen is 100 just broken he's a broken dude there's no doubt in my mind like uh, dale cormier i like him so much more in the last couple of years than i did when he was actually like a top fighter
1: he is one of the best you know tony romo's in this mix somewhere daniel cormier is one of the top five maybe top three analysts On television for any sport, he is fantastic as a broadcaster, and I'm totally with you on that take. Did not like him as a fighter, but man, when it talks about fighting and rest, he is fantastic as a broadcaster.
0: Have you? I can't stand. So I like Bisping because Bisping's a dick. Like I like that like heel announcer role that he has taken, but he is such a dick to Cormier, and Cormier eats it. He lets it happen. I hate it. Like I hate, I hate, I hate those two together. Because Cormier, will be like, this is this, and this is gonna happen, and will be like, nah, stupid. Like you're fat. I was like, wait. And Cormier, will be like, okay. <laughs> I do Like DC, fire back, dude. Don't take you want- that that, that one eyed Brit.
1: It's like Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura. You want Gorilla Monsoon to slap him around?
0: Well, he like at least Gorilla would, or Jim Ross or whoever the whoever the straight laced good guy was they would at least be like yeah screw you kind of like you know what i mean like they would be like whatever you're yeah sure like you know it, like they never they never 100 showed them up but they would they would at least like acknowledge it happened mm-hmm. dc just sits there like like Bisping is like you're stupid blah, 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 blah. And dc will be like yeah you could probably fight unorthodox the rest of the fight wait what you're not even gonna respond <laughs> like at least roll your eyes bro like do something
1: do you think do you think DC knows eyes. like
0: he can't roll his? Oh sorry. Oh,
1: man. Do you think DC knows this thing really wants to fight him? Like he just wants another he's like I'm not playing that game with you dude. I'm not That's doing gonna, it. Nice well, try.
0: Yeah, all right, let's let's pretend that that somebody would let that fight happen. How do you win if you're DC? You win. Like you lose, you your, your schlub, your fat guy who couldn't get in shape for one more fight. You win. Oh, you beat a guy with one eye. Good for you. Like you can't win. It's like fighting a little guy, the little angry drunk guy in the bar. Like, uh oh great, you want to fight with a leprechaun. Good for you. Like instead of or, or oh my god, you got beat up by a leprechaun. Like there's no winning. There's just no winning. He can't Bist win that. Bing,
1: fight. Right. Bisping thinks he's got more to prove he beats DC, it's better for his legacy. DC's oh got nothing left. Yeah. And DC's like, like he's Bist done. He's not hoping, isn't One eye.
0: Right. Like, like, <laughs> like the rumors out there that he like his last fight or two, he only had one eye. And that's yeah. just insane to me that he got away with that while well, I'm playing
1: imagine. with my eye and I just hit some of my contact. Oh man, that must suck. I have one eye and I'm just playing with my contact on our visual side,
0: <laughs> like knuckle deep into that thing. Um, did you, all right, let's real quick hit the Knicks all out to get Brunson. Is it, it's not done though, right?
1: Uh, it's pretty much done. It's almost a done deal. The reports have come out that he's going to sign. I've gone, man, I have freaking juggled this story with Brunson back and forth that's been rumored for about two weeks that this was going to happen. And I'm like, Jalen Brunson. Like when you and I were talking about the conference finals and it was golden state in Dallas, I think we both liked the nickname. We are calling it Luca and the launchers, where it's just Luca Donich And then a bunch of guys who shot threes and they're like, well, who can be his Robin? What about Jalen Brunson? And it's like, I'm, are you just picking somebody who's not shooting three pointers, national analyst? It seems like you're just picking somebody who's not a three point shooter. He's a good player. Here's the thing with Brunson, right? Two-time national champion at Villanova. So he's got like the track record of making teams better. Pedigree. Pedigree, right? Like Dallas did get better with him as Lucas 2, if we want to give him that label. And is he ready to be a 1 in New York? Or maybe that's not even the thing. Like, hey, it's going to be Julius Randle brunson rj barrett we don't have to do superstar and everybody else they're just going to be a better team with him and if that's the if that's the case that you're going to give a guy 100 million dollars to just make the team better okay I just, just the number 100 million dollars to maybe be your third best player on the team in two years is hard for me to kind of swallow but the knicks could get a they could be a playoff team with him i'll give him that credit for that
0: i just think i think he's the kind of guy who makes rj barrett better yes like I think RJ Barrett takes that step from like, ah, maybe he's a two on a lot of teams to like, okay, he's a one B. You know what I mean? Maybe he's maybe he's never, maybe RJ Barrett's never a one hundred percent, oh my God, you have to play with RJ Barrett superstar. But RJ Barrett and Jalen Brunson together, I think that I think it's attractive to other players as well. Like, oh, I could go be the one with a legit guard and a legit like the shooting. Number two, Scotty Pippen esque RJ Barrett. Okay, I'll go play Jordan. I'll do that. I can't believe Julius Randle's still on the squad. Like, I, I thought of everything they did, I thought they would find a way to move on from Julius Randle by now. But here, here, here would be the most next thing possible, though, right? But they, they brought in like his old agent. His dad works for the team. They cleared up all this cap space to bring him in. Watch him still like re sign, you know, in Dallas. Watch him not no, no. Watch him not come. Watch, I mean, like, like it would be so Knicks to be like, like a week after he signed he resigns in Dallas, like the story goes out. He never liked his dad. Like, like, like you did all that stuff to get him, and he just doesn't show up. That that would be the most Knicks thing ever. He goes, I, hope... I don't like MSG. He's just...
1: No, I hope that's not the case. You oh, know, like
0: too, but wouldn't that be so Knicks? Yes, it would. Yeah.
1: You know, he kind of reminds me a little bit, and this is way too much of a compliment for Julius Randle, but uh Jalen Brunson is kind of like Alan Houston a little bit like okay during Houston's tenure with the Knicks no one ever called Alan Houston the best player in the Knicks it was Patrick Ewing I feel like Starks was there with him as well like that that mid late 90s period where Alan Houston was really good but it was never like wow Alan Houston's the star he's gonna lead them it was always Patrick Ewing now again comparing Randall to Patrick Ewing is not fair but I think you get the point I'm making like if that's the role he's going to be in, whether it's Randall, it would have been nice if they got freaking Gobert from Utah. That would have been a nice trade, but that didn't work out. That's the hope for Jalen Brunson, to be that role of, okay, he might be the leading scorer one night. He might be the leading assist guy one night, and the Knicks are back in the playoffs.
0: I, I want him to be a Walmart version of CP3. I want him to be the guy who makes everybody else on the court better and... Has some all-star nights where you're just like, which draws your attention to everything else he's doing. Like he does all the little things right. He does everything. Like you said, the championship pedigree brings a mindset, you know, all those things. And it almost doesn't matter what his stat line is because if he's on the hardwood, everybody else is on the hardwood with him is playing better. That's what I want him to be. Um, I, you know, I, I think the team is gonna be better than they were. I just hate the I hate the picks that they got. Like all those picks are protected, all those picks are crap. You know, they got, you got to package those picks together with Julius Randle to get something, and that's if somebody still wants Julius Randle. But like, if if you get him, you have another you have another quality actual NBA player on the court. I'm I'm down for that. I want to see that.
1: The quest for the ring, Levesque. You know where you can get a ring this summer, Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I was going to L- say that. No, you weren't. <laughs> the shops of Will Lily and David Fine Jewelers is your place this summer, guys. What a great time to get engaged, get a nice summer vacation, go to the beach, propose to your wife, make sure she's not intoxicated and filled with mac and cheese and farting on the beach.
0: You can't say that she was farting every time.
1: Lily and David Feindillers is your place to buy. I
0: was just (laughs) telling your wife right before the show.
1: She was. (laughs) Wonderful wife. Lily and David Feindillers can help you with the engagement, whether you're looking for a wedding band this summer, maybe you're heading to a wedding, you want to add to your style, your fashion, and more cool piece of. Uh, earrings for her, all that good stuff, Alyssa, David, and the crew, family-owned and operated business, go out and support those family-owned and operated businesses, Lily and David Fine Jewelers can help you find what she's looking for, I know from experience, like I just rocked there on the visual side, there's my wedding band, wonderful wife, still getting compliments on our ring today, shout out to Jeremiah, by the way, I know he was one of the guys who went over to Lily and David Fine Jewelers, everybody, whatever it might be, they want to make sure they can help you, and check them out on social media, that watch they got, oh my god, goodness man if you're heading into the water this season i don't know who took those photos but they deserve a wonderful gift from lillian david fine jewelers fantastic me. stuff okay leveque will get the watch this is the watch leveque i've been waiting this is the watch i would describe more about it and how great it is but i'm gonna leave that to the experts at Lily I, and david
0: I wear my fat bed everywhere um because you can't call it a fitbit if you're fat uh i just i feel like it it's something about it's like childish i need to watch like i was watching uh sugar shane o'malley cyrus i think he looks more like miley cyrus than a fighter lately he was rocking two rollies he was wearing a, a watch on each on each wrist i need i think it's time i think i think i need to i need to step up my watch game i think i think it's a lillian david watch game summer for jeff
1: step it up then route 50 the shops of wilton say hello to Alyssa. say hello to david so you heard it from levac and guys right here on godzilla media
0: very very cool um do you want to try this other thing
1: um, we're yeah, we're between two things right now. Do we want to hold off on potentially calling Joey Chestnut, or do you want to off around this Kevin Durant Brooklyn story? I can go either way you no, want let's, right let's, now. Let's,
0: let's finish off this NBA love that we got going okay. on. All of a sudden, with uh, so Kevin Durant wants out. He's he. This is like a an odd like support of Kyrie. It feels like like it almost feels like it's like all right, you screwed over Kyrie. As far as I'm concerned, I want out too. Like that's what it feels like. I, Durant makes me nervous. I. I know that if he was wearing blue and orange, orange and blue, if you will, Knicks are immediately a contender for a championship. If he wants to wear blue and orange. (laughs) If he doesn't, you just wasted $40 million a year to get your ass kicked with the same players that you had before.
1: Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant go back and forth for me for my most hated athletes. James Harden's off the list. Once James Harden got fat and that whole thing, that was so funny for me. Harden, I don't despise him as much as I used to. I do. Durant, what a loser. What a complete a loser. loser Kevin Durant is.
0: Really? I you, But you would rather have Durant on your team than Kyrie, right? Uh,
1: That's a no-brainer for me. Yes. I'll take,
0: I'll take the Slim Reaper He's every better.
1: day. I, I just when he said that question, I'm like, who would I rather hang out with? And I'm like, hey, Kwan, right, I'll, I'll take Durant, though. But uh, the thing about Durant, he's a loot Lu- He signed a four year, $196 million contract and then said he wanted to get traded. Like, he, he already did the contract and then he wanted out.
0: I can't help but think he thought he and Kyrie would come in and it would be easy. And then with COVID, like the rules for New York, Kyrie decided not to put all these other things. I, and and Brooklyn, let's let's not pretend Brooklyn's like run appropriately either. It doesn't feel that way, at least. He, he's still yes. He's 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 not ideal, but what team does he go on that doesn't instantly become an NBA Finals just favorite? At least at least to appear in the NBA Finals, Sacramento. Sorry, guys. Um, no, but he makes you a contender instantly. Where Kyrie, you're like, okay, well, if I have the right guys around him and this that and the other thing, we Durant. It's like. Look, we may not win the title, but he gonna get us there if he plays.
1: His skill set cannot be denied. He's one of the great players in NBA history. He, I just don't like the attitude of like I want out of Bro-. and I don't even know what Brooklyn could have done. Like, like think about Brooklyn, right? They sign him. They let him sign his buddy Kyrie. Durant sits out the first year. You know, plays when he wants the second and third year. Picks his coach, yeah. and then he's like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, I'm gonna sign a huge contract now. I'm gonna leave.
0: Like, what what's that the worst? What does it do to Nash with both these guys?
1: Fired. Done. You think? Yes.
0: That sucks. That sucks.
1: Uh, you know who I want to give credit to by this whole thing, like the Durant story and the Kyrie story? How about we give love to our guy, Brian Windhorst? I don't know if we've ever shared this story on any format, whether it be radio or, or podcast sign. You and I are both big, I guess pun intended there, Brian right. Windhorst fans. I don't know if we've ever shared the story of when you and I had gone to ESPN at uh, Bristol in 2016, we texted Brian Windhorst and said, to like, hey, would it be cool if, like, when we're at lunch, like, to stop, like, can you give us, like, maybe eight or ten minutes? Like, we'll just tape something well, No, outside. yeah, I think
0: we texted him. We're like, we're like, hey, do you have any time today? And he was like, well, this time and this time. We're like, well, we'll be at lunch, but we'll come to you. And he's like, I'll, I'll go to lunch. I'll come hang out with you guys. And he, so he legitimately, like, instead of having lunch that day, and I know everybody wants to pick on, you know, Wendy's a big dude like, like myself. He, he gave up his lunch to sit and and, and talk to us
1: 20 minutes. Like he yeah. could have done eight. He could have done 10. He gave us. Could have said, no. <laughs> said no. He's like, I'll give you guys 20 minutes. And he hung out and he asked a bunch of questions. I say that because he is destroying Woj and Shams. Yeah. Like he is putting in work. He did. If you haven't seen the piece from him with Freddie Coleman on first take, the two minute, like mind Jedi stuff he did about the Utah jazz and then nailed it hours later. He was the first on the horror Arden story. So I want to give love to Brian Windhorse because I know you and I probably have never talked about that, how awesome of a dude he is. And the fact that he's got competition and he is slaying dudes right now, shout out to windhorse because he is dominant right now and he has been on top of a lot of these stories. I just want to give him love for that.
0: He, you know, there was a point where I thought he was like like the new Pedro Gomez. Because remember like when Barry Bonds was on the home run chase? Like Barry Bonds couldn't open a bathroom stall without Pedro Gomez being there with a the microphone. That's right. And that right. was like Windhorse with LeBron when LeBron was coming up and I was like, "Oh, he's just I mean, he's just kind of a stalker who latched onto the right superstar." And now I'm like, "No, he's really really good. He just that was that was the early dictation of how far he would go to get a story."
1: Yeah, he's got the whole connection to like both from the same high school, St. Vincent, St. Mary's. I think like Brian Windhorse's mom was like the nurse there. So like he had known LeBron since he was like a teenager, but he is definitely now, like you said, broken off of the LeBron beat and just does it, man. So yeah. And and to the Durant thing, fine, whatever. Like Brooklyn, there's rumors now that the, I think you had to call him executive of the Brooklyn Nets, like the governor doesn't want to render Kyrie. He's like, I'm good. Like uh, enough. Bye. See ya. Don't want him. Prokhorov is not the uh governor anymore he sold the team a few years ago people just don't know who the new governor is (laughs) i know his name is spelled t-s-a-i i I don't know how to pronounce it but i know his last name is that
0: yeah it doesn't matter no doesn't matter how you say it doesn't it doesn't matter what his name is uh i'm like nervous i don't like cold calling people dude
1: all right so let's go through what's about to happen here so since 2015 LeVac and I have had Joey Chestnut on the LeVac and God Show. Uh, He has been always very good to us. He usually takes 8 to 10 minutes. But the same thing has happened from 2015 until now, 2022. Two people, John Sterling and Joey Chestnut, handle interviews the same way. We pick up the phone. We call them. If he can do it, they will do it right there on the spot. If they won't, it won't. Now, we have shot six for six the last six years. There's a chance we're about to call Joey Chestnut. He either cannot do it or will not answer. Like Levesque said, uh, usually this is taped. We are live. Um, well, I'm not
0: even like even yeah. last year though. Like the one window that you knew you could get him, you were barely talking to me at that point, and you came over to my house so that you could tape it. Like you, yeah, because you you put your anger on me for for a short window. What are you? To- no, that is barely not speaking to me. And you that still like, n- to be able to call Chestnut, you came over.
1: That is not what happened. What happened was our new version of the show had not launched yet,
0: yeah. and then... Well, we, you, had, you hadn't been talking to me.
1: That is not what ha- Okay, You am me to your house. We will not... That truth, or lack thereof, <laughs> I was talking to you. I was multiple... I'm going to ignore that comment, because it's not You're true. All right, let's call Chestnut right now. Do not deflect <laughs> this energy on me. All
0: right, here we go. We're going to give it a try.
1: I will handle this, and if he doesn't answer, or if he acts awkward, you guys are all going to...
0: the hot dog down here so the phone joey let's go what do you think he, i'll tell you he eats salad right or is he anything today please leave your message for <laughs> <laughs> he us. sorry mailbox is full uh, to send an sms notification uh, press five all right well maybe send him an sms notification or something that's he he voicemail us he only ran a couple times
1: Man, you've never
0: called him from my phone before. he might do he might actually know your number because remember last that time here yeah. we dialed in from your phone.
1: Oh, shoot. so how do we handle this now? What do we do?
0: Uh, listen i I'm fine with leaving the poor guy alone or trying to tape it um
1: do we try to call him one more time before the show ends
0: so i love I love this one like I love Corey. Is this a legit cold call like you haven't asked him before this podcast? Yeah, that's what a cold call is, jackass. (laughs) What are you doing, Corey? (laughs) Come on, buddy.
1: Why don't we do this? Why don't we answer Tom Gross's question?
0: Why don't you text text him from your phone? Okay. And ask Joe, like, hey, you know, just curious. You got a couple of minutes to jump on our podcast or show or whatever.
1: Okay. I I like doing that
0: better anyway. Um, Because he might actually have you saved as like a-holes from Albany or something like that. Yeah but now we'll give it a shot because it is it is a tradition now he did lose the first time we ever had him on that was the first that's the only time he lost was the first year we had him on
1: that's right he did
0: and i blamed you for that for a long long time and I, i think we even i even said to him the next year i'm like i'm surprised you answered but yeah he might be looking at my number being like who the hell is this don't these people know i have to eat 80 hot dogs in a day or two come on uh yeah while i'm texting
1: joey do uh is gross's question up there do you want me to talk about johnson supply and we do it everything
0: you'd like cam says hey uh our guy Corey. hi guys uh, i miss you guys too who said we miss you jackass um after <laughs> your bad question all right tommy gross question so it's kind of like q and a to end the day even though we may not end it just yet uh tommy gross what do you think the biggest storyline of the nba free agency period has been so far kevin degray requesting a trade the herder trade the rudy gobert trade or the mega contracts that have been signed by booker Jokic, and others um for me it's 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 brunson like like as a knicks fan it's brunson as a cap region guy it's herder but like the brunson thing kind of to gaza's point earlier like is he worth it and then will he show up like those kind of things together Make that a really, really interesting story to me. Um, so I'm into that. And and just how it pans out. Like, like we know what Durant is. Uh, we we know what Rudy Gobert is. We don't know what Jalen Brunson will be with this kind of spotlight on him. So the fact that he's such a target and and everything has made him very intriguing to me. So, so that's the biggest story for me. And then the Herder thing, I just don't think the Herder story is over yet. I think Herder's gonna i think it's gonna be one of those things like don't uh don't unpack your bags yet because i think herder could end up in like phoenix or somewhere else and be very very grateful to have this trade by the time it's all said and done
1: yeah and back to the bear thing too he's going to the wolves and the wolves now have
0: your internet crap no yeah you sound like a robot your phone your your picture's all like digitally pixelized what happened? Is Rex watching Bubble Guppies in the other room or something?
1: No, no, no. I hope my internet's not going to die on me. No, it's getting
0: there. It's coming back a little bit.
1: All right. Was I was going to say. I was going to say. Go Bears, going to the Wolves, and they have a new GM. That's the reason they made that trade. Minnesota thinks they're going to be content. I believe it's the Nuggets GM that they brought in. That's why they're so aggressive. In Minnesota. They finally want a playoff series, if you want to call the play-in game a playoff series. So they did that. So yeah, Minnesota's aggressive. They want to become a contender. Now they've got him in Towns who they just re-signed to a deal. So Minnesota seems like a legit contender.
0: That the, the gobert Bear uh Carl Anthony Towns, 1 2, like center/forward is is insane to me. Like those like those old school days like in like obviously this nickname has gone away from, since September 11th, but you used to call them Twin Towers. Anytime you had two bigs like that, you called it the Twin Towers. And those two dudes on the court together in a league where everybody's going small and three point shooting guards to have two guys who could be, who could be center or, you know, power forward on any other team. It's, 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 I want to see them be successful because I'd like to see that back. I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see some bigs out there. I, I I miss back to the hoop, Patrick Ewing stuff. I don't get to see it enough anymore. And that team could bring that back. Uh question from our guy, Corey Q and a, have we had the same city have we had a same city championship like if Mets and Yankees meet in the World Series or Rams played Chargers What?
1: Subway Series, Corey. I believe it was the year 2000 Mets and Yankees same city championship How,
0: What is that even Q&A have we ha, have we had a same city championship like if like if if Mets meet in the World Series or Rams
1: so like two teams, like two teams from L.A., two teams from New York, two teams oh. from Boston.
0: Well, yeah, there was yeah, you're right. The 2000 Yankees beat the Mets in five, right? Like
1: that's right. I'm trying to think of any other no other Super Bowls that's happened. I know the Chargers were in that mix. They had L.A. there's also not a lot of teams professionally that hit two teams in one city. Like she has, I believe. Yeah, that's it. I'm trying to think in hockey. Well, no,
0: yeah, a city because I was gonna say you go state, you could go Buffalo versus Giants. Um. Top of my head, those are the biggest ones that come up to me. I don't know about hockey. I don't know about I don't know about a lot of the other ones, but yeah, no, like like literally 20 years ago it happened. Like 20, 22, 20, you know, Yankees Mets happened here. <laughs> One of your examples happened.
1: <laughs> Corey, guess what? If you need AC units, Johnstone supplying Oh ah, Yeah, place. there you go. 518. 518- a, a
0: little hot out there. A little hot That's out right. there for Corey. He needs to get a little cool air going.
1: If you're looking to get a new AC place, you want to stay cool all summer long, here place is Johnstone Supply in Troy, 6th Avenue in Troy. Corey, you drive all the way over to Greenwich, you get to Troy, and you buy yourself an AC unit, and you talk to Tom and say, I want an AC unit, thanks to LeVac and guys. 518-272-5922. They're also active on Facebook, Johnstone Supply NY, where you can find out more about the great deals going on johnstone supply and troy wants to help you those duckless splits fujitsu and more just ask for those things you get confused they will help you great by the way summer projects you want a great price on tools in store that's the spot to go johnstone supply and troy will have a great deal for you going on if you're working on those summer projects this weekend working up a sweat trying to earn yourself that long day beer after you're outside doing all your things johnstone supply and troy we love them. we always appreciate their support (laughs) 518-272-5922, 518-272-5922, 6th <laughs> Avenue in Troy.
0: I don't think you deserve a plug, Corey. You're not having your best show. Corey, you're not having your best show, but he, I'll give you a plug. Sunday, Waterford Farmer's Market. I don't know. I have to see. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make Maybe I'll make an appearance I, I, if I'm up. I got to look at the... Corey, what time is that? Because maybe I'll make an appearance.
1: I'm so bummed Joey not didn't answer. Uh, I'm so I'm so sad uh, my our streak had been so good since 2015 it had been so I mean six for six in a row we'd hit I just texted him he did not text me back now here's my fear and I think it's a legit fear uh he lives in the California uh, so there's a yeah. chance he's not in New York right now and maybe he's sleeping and it's 8 45 in the morning I
0: think I put the voicemail yeah it didn't ring enough times to go directly Mm-mm. so yeah we may have oh great job guys and it's so, my number and you had us wake him up on my number you're a dick
1: well what other way were we going to do this like we could have done this friday you could have like,
0: called him and said hey is there a time you can come on the show
1: yeah but it's never worked we like that
0: booked no. him. I, I thought one time i got you to actually get ahead of him i thought one maybe time-
1: 2015 i think what happened in 2015 we went through the national major league eating people and they just gave me a they just gave me his info. This is always right. okay. Hold sense. on a
0: second. I love Corey, but Corey is clearly like only half listening. Oh, there we go. Nine to one. Okay, because I go, what time, Corey? And he writes, <laughs> he writes, hey, it's come get your beef, sausage, nuts, honey, and maple syrup. Come on, Levesque and guys, hook you up for the holiday weekend. And like, I said, what time? Nine to one. So nine to one, Waterford Market. If you sell like a bunch of, if anybody goes up to Corey, uh, Darfler Farms, and buy stuff. I, I want you to say I'm only here because I heard about it from LeVac and Gaz, And then Corey, I want money. I want money from you.
1: It's <laughs> we want our commission checks.
0: I want commission check or I want free steaks something. One of the two. If people like legitimately start buying stuff from Corey because of this podcast, we get, we get free food. That's it. Done. Deal. And I don't want your nuts anymore. I just found another jar of his nuts. I put away after a broadcast not too long ago. It's sitting in Ooh. the kitchen. Got a big old jar of Cory nuts.
1: So what do we do now, Levac? Do we call chestnut back? Do we just let it do we just right. do we so take L? the L?
0: I think I think we take the L for now and then maybe you tape something with them later today if you can get him on.
1: Mm. All right, I'll, I'll leave out. this
0: I'll leave everything set up here if uh if you want and then just cause you texted him. What'd you text ta- did you text him, hey, hey I said hey
1: it's Levac Goss from Albany, hope all is well, looking to do our annual hit to promote the July 4th event keep me posted i'll tell you what i'm looking forward to reconnecting
0: i'll leave my pseudo broadcast studio set up instead of just the easy microphone and then if if he hits us later you and i tape it and then we can we'll put it up as soon as possible. How's Podcast
1: that? exclusive. How's that sound? Audio exclusive. And by audio exclusive, that means I'll definitely use the audio and put it on CBS6's upstate sports edge. Incite us for the source. And are you gonna be
0: yeah? Are you gonna be on you're not on weekends, right? What is no. so what is your schedule Monday through Friday?
1: Monday through Friday. Uh I'm sure like here in mid-July things are gonna get mixed up a little bit because the tracks opening up, uh the MLB drafts coming up. They got t- an event coming up with t- there's a lot of stuff going on in the Capital Region there's probably in mid July I'm gonna work the weekends. I'm gonna request to work the weekends come up here in mid July. So that's probably the only time you'll see me on a Saturday or Sunday.
0: Okay. Cause um because I, I mean I gotta know when not to watch, you know. I only have cable in one room of my house right now, and I'm actually thinking about getting rid of that. And like to be perfectly honest with you, I knew you were making your debut and I got I was doing trivia. I forgot to set the DVR here, so I'll just check it out online. But, like, I figured your first one was gonna be awkward as F. I really did. Cause I, cause I knew you, I knew how you planned on doing this. And it was you were gonna go shoot content and they would either take it or they wouldn't for the air. it would be on the website. And then when you said to me, like, basically, oh man, they're gonna put us on, I'm gonna do this. I was like, oh my God, he's gonna be a news guy. And when <laughs> I still hear it once in a while with getting there with Gaz. But when you, when you were you and I were on the show together, this is how you sound. You sound like Tom Goskowski. You you you're, you're very conversational. Whenever I was out and you were you we stuck with whoever as the two chair, you would go from guys who was this to like, oh, that is what I noticed. That it was very t-. like you, you become a professional broadcaster guy. So I was like, I don't know that I want to see professional broadcaster guys on TV. <laughs> I want to see guy. I want to see the guy that I can relate to and talk sports with. So like, I, and I don't know if they know. I don't know if they know the difference. It's going to be interesting yeah. if they let you be you.
1: I totally get I totally get it. Like it's really hard. It's oh it's a hard. I feel like this is now getting there with guys way to close Levac guys. It's a lot harder for like as a one mic to always show off your personality if you don't have a really good partner. Credit to my guy Levac that like it makes this happen for this show. Like it's hard cuz you got to like be the traffic cop and you got to move in and out and you got to make sure the person you're working with knows what they're talking right. It's hard. It's harder to show more personality when you're doing the one mic stuff. But um yeah again i'd give myself a a solid c minus d plus for that that is not my strength if i had to rank what my strengths are it is not reading off a prompter for a minute which is again if they need me to do that i will do it i will coach up i will go out there and run the play yeah i'm I'm a team player if that's what they want me to do i'm not complaining please do not take that as a complaint like i'm out there to create content for them that is it but i i thought when you were talking about cable like I only have cable in one room of my house, and I heard you're going to be on last night, and that was the end. Like, I'm done with cable. That was the last straw. That was <laughs> I it. No I heard you were on TV. What? They're putting gauze on? That's it. Nope. <laughs> Time to cut the cord. They've they've clearly jumped the shark. This is the last I need to see of that.
0: <laughs> Podcast Whoa. boys on
1: TV now, huh? Yeah, it's enough. I I'm good.
0: I, I haven't watched... Um tv news of any variety unless i knew we were going to be on it like even the stuff that that like the empire was going to be on a lot of times people go hey yeah i saw you tonight i was like oh that's right i forgot about it i watched it i'm i'm almost i i almost watched again but cold beer and trivia came up and had to go do that you know it's kind of my job what i do cold beer and trivia so
1: all uh, right, I might be over at your house later. We'll see. I might, I might move the lawn. I might get lunch. I don't know what's going on for the rest of the day. I would say if you're listening to this on our audio side, scroll up. If you see exclusive Joey Chestnut interview, great. Uh, if you don't, he clearly he knew, doesn't he get back to it me. it just
0: like this still. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you don't have to come over here. Please don't. Um...
1: Goodbye. <laughs> right, I, t- I will see you Tuesday, and then we've got a bunch of awesome weekend shows on the way here coming up. I think
0: I'm going to go to that stupid Waterford Farmer's Market just to scare the crap out of Corey. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to wander in there. No you
1: know what? Give the phone to Corey and have him interview Joey Chestnut. I'd yeah. like that. i do better now.
0: Uh, Joey, Mount Rushmore of hot dogs. Which ones do you like the best? Joey, have you <laughs> so... ever had uh, Corey's meat in your mouth?
1: Top five toppings on a hot dog.
0: <laughs> Joey, uh, what's your top three hot dogs? And then he lists off every hot dog ever made. Ever, And then he, just, he like randomly throws in a sausage You know, just because. It's to cool. test him. yeah, <laughs> just went. All right, um, advice, do you have any advice for us. Yes. I do. I do have advice for everyone. Never, never go against me in a case race because I'll whoop your ass. Whoop it.